So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. You know, whenever I am watching CNBC Squawk Box or Bloomberg or any of those types of shows that are talking about the market, reporting on the market, invariably they mention the word signals. And why is that? Well, normally when they mention the word signal, and you also hear uh, venture capital firms when they're investing in a company that they oftentimes are looking at the signals. What does that mean? Well, the signals might be uh, talking to what type of momentum does a company have? Is the momentum, is it positive or negative? Is the industry or the sector they're in positive or negative? Are they outperforming that particular sector? Um, that's a signal. Maybe client acquisition, revenue, margin expansion, or net profit growth. Those are all signals that tell them the direction that a company may be likely to be going in uh, in the not-so-distant future. Well, that got me thinking about the used car department in our dealerships, you know, because I think that we've gotten some very mixed signals over the course of the last six or nine months. And I think it's highly likely that that's going to continue. I'll tell you why. So let's go backwards before we go forward. So if we talk about last, last Q3, Q4, we saw something we hadn't seen in years. We saw prices falling on used cars. Now, the peak actually happened around June or July of, of 2021. And since then, we've been seeing subtle declines in the prices of used cars in terms of their versus their normal index, right? But we really saw that accelerate in Q3 and Q4, so much so that certain models, certain segments uh, in October, I believe it was in November, uh, we're experiencing as much as a 3 or 4% decline in values in a week, 12 or 15% in a month. Now, that's extraordinary because if you look at J.P. Morgan's projections for this year, they actually predicted or projected that the used car values in 2023 would diminish by 10 to 20%. When you think about that, when you stand back, you think about the fact, hey, I can't get enough used cars. I don't have enough used cars. There aren't enough used cars. How can they possibly go backwards 10 or 20%? But that same statement could have been made in Q3 and Q4 last year, and they did. And they didn't go backwards 10 or 20% in the year of 2022. We actually saw it go backwards over 10% in a single month. So is it possible? Yeah, absolutely it is. But then you fast forward a few months, and in February of this year, all of a sudden, those declines or decreases stopped. They flattened out. And then they actually reversed direction. Prices actually started going back up. Now, not a lot, half percent, three quarters of a percent a week. But still, we went from dropping, in some cases, three or four percent a week to actually going up a half a percent to three quarter percent. Some models, even a one percent increase per week. So if you're sitting there in the dealership, you're thinking, man, well, first of all, I'm just having problems finding used cars. Now, on top of that, I've got, I'm playing uh, darts blindfolded, right? I don't know if the car that I just bought 
all of a sudden, if I'm in that car right, you know, if I'm in the thing 90% of market from a cost basis or if I'm in it 105% of market from a cost basis. And that could be the difference between making money or losing money. So it becomes very unpredictable. In fact, I think the used car market's getting to be about as predictable as cryptocurrency. And it's a little analogous to cryptocurrency because when you look around, there are dealers out there that are making great money, that are winning big, that are having plenty of fun with their Bitcoin or Ethereum, their used car departments. But most are not. Most are struggling. Most are struggling to find cars, struggling to find the right inventory, struggling to balance their inventory, struggling to stay ahead of falling prices, avoid wholesale losses. And that got me thinking. So what is it that you can do? What is it you should do in order to be able to be one of those departments, one of those dealerships that's actually consistently having a great time? What can I do to ensure that 2023 is going to be a remarkable year? Remarkable because of how successful it is, not remarkable because of how far we've fallen versus the previous year or two. And so when I think about it, when I look around, you know, there's one question everybody should be asking themselves from the perspective of their used car operations. Am I a used car dealer that happens to have a new car franchise on my lot? Or am I a new car franchise dealer that happens to sell used cars when we can? Now, there's a huge difference between those two. For starters, those who are used car dealers that also sell new cars because they've got a franchise, they've got a used car mindset, right? They think of used cars first. They typically run themselves like a platform, like a CarMax or an Echo Park would run their businesses, which means it's built on processes, fundamentals, execution, consistency, and discipline. Those new car franchises that also sell used cars, they don't have that. You could find remarkable differences even within the same group in terms of their reconditioning processes, their pricing processes, merchandising, marketing, and sales processes within the same group. You don't find that in the used car first dealerships. You find consistency across the organization, across all departments. Everybody has bought into used cars. And by the way, why is that important? Why is it a big deal? Well, because there's three aspects of your operations that are probably in most, li most likely to have the biggest implications on net profit. One is F&I. Why? Well, F&I is not a department. Obviously, it's a part of new and used cars. But of every F&I dollar that you create in gross, Typically, at least 80% is going to go to net. Well, that's going to have positive implications. The second is fixed operations, parts and service. It's consistent. It's stable. And frankly, there's a ton of upside in every parts and service department across the United States. You know how I know that? Because we're losing 80% of that business to independent repair shops. And I really be, believe that as cars get to be more sophisticated, complicated, and, and EVs is, a, is another aspect of that. We're going to start having the opportunity to take that market share back. But perhaps king of them all is used cars. Why? 
Because when you're growing your used car department, you're not just selling the car and making money on the car, but you're also making gross on that retail unit. And what else? You're taking a trade-in 40, 45, 50% of the time. And when you have those trade-ins, those are creating more internal gross profit for your service department. And when it comes out of the service department, you're going to sell that car and make gross profit on the retail side and F&I. And yes, there's going to be 45 or 50% trades again. It is the gift that keeps on giving. But there's a problem. There's always been a problem, at least for the last five, eight, 10 years, since the advent of CarMax, Carvana, and other sophisticated players. What's the problem? Well, if you rely on cars from the auction, what's happening is you are maybe unwittingly increasing the average price of your used cars. You know, it used to be that the average used car cost to sale was 12 grand. It wasn't so long ago. In 2019, the average sales price of a used car was 19. Today, it stands at 26.27, which is down from the all-time high of 35. But I'm seeing dealerships that are domestic and import stores that have an average cost of sales and used of 28 grand. Luxury stores that used to have an average cost of sales of 23, 25 grand are now at 40 grand or higher. And when you do that, your average cost of sales goes up. It's going to apply margin pressure. It's going to cause you to have less of those cars be able to create the number of VDPs you want in order to turn that inventory. And why is that a big deal? Because in a perfect world, in an ideal world, and frankly, in the world of the Hallmark, the Hallmark used car uh, dealerships out there in the country, the best of the best, they're turning their inventory a minimum of 12 times a year. Some of them are 15, 18, 20. I saw a dealership recently that was turning their inventory 25 times a year. Now, I want you to think about that. Now, forget about the 25. Let's go back to the 10. If you give me $20,000 and I can make you a 10% profit on that, on the front end, make a little bit of money on the back end, call it three grand on that 20 grand, and I could do that 10 times, that's $30,000 in one year off of 20,000 in capital. 150% internal rate of return on your capital. That's a big time ROI. But most stores are still holding on to 60-day, 75, 90-day inventory. You know how they're justifying it? It's hard to get cars out there. I can't replace it. We're better off holding on to the 60, 70, 80, 90, 100-day-old unit and hope to God somebody's going to come along and buy that unit and get us out of that unit, maybe even for a profit. But that's a mistake. But let me tell you what's feeding that beast. The auctions. The auctions. When your used car manager, whether that's you, your used car buyer, right, or somebody who works for you, but when we go to an auction and we stand in a lane, be it physical or virtual these days, and there's three, five, eight, 10, 12, or more people putting their hand up for the same vehicle. Oh, by the way, oftentimes a vehicle we don't actually really want or need oftentimes not the ideal inventory that we want, but just a car. I need a car. I need a truck. I need an SUV to plug that hole. I need a small one, a large one, a midsize to plug that hole. And I'm putting my hand up with everybody else. The bottom line is it's going to affect your bottom line because you're going to pay more than you normally would. 
So when you look at the hallmarks of those top performing stores, what is the hallmarks of those that are having the fun with the cryptocurrency, so to speak, the ones that are making money consistently with their used car operations? Well, they've taken a giant step away from auctions. They've made a commitment to find a different source of inventory. And what they're doing is they're buying those cars off the street from customers. You know what? Actually, it's the same thing that CarMax has been doing for over 20 years. It's the same thing Carvana is doing. And have you noticed Carvana, Vroom, uh, Echo Park, CarMax, they're not spending most of their marketing dollars these days talking about selling you a car. They're spending their marketing dollars creating a fantastic message about how seamlessly, effortlessly, with, without friction, that you could sell them your car. You ever notice they're not even talking about selling you a car? And it's brilliant. It's worked for decades for CarMax. Because a funny thing happens when somebody sells you their car, they don't have a car. And oftentimes, they end up buying the next car. But even when they don't, you still win because you're not paying auction fees. You're not putting your hand up with 12 other people. You're not paying for logistics costs, transportation costs. So that's the key. You must figure out a way to, at the very least, minimize your reliance on auctions as your source of inventory, or better yet, eliminate the auctions from your vernacular. Eliminate auctions as being an official source of inventory. Now, I understand why most people are still chasing down cars at the auction because trade-ins are down. Why are trade-ins down? Well, new car inventories are down. New car volume's been down for the last three years. I get it. Well, what about off-lease? Well, that's down too. It's off massively. I think it used to be over 60% of people, you know, uh, or um, I'm sorry, 60% of people uh, that used to turn in their cars, for example, it's now down to 11%. A lot of people are buying their cars off lease. I think those are the numbers that I heard recently that came out of an, an article uh, that was citing Brian Finkelmeyer over at Cox. So if you think about it, if our off lease acquisitions are way down, our trade-ins are down, well, David, I got to rely on the auction. You're right. You do. Unless you've made a total and complete commitment acquiring cars off the curb. And to do that, it's going to take a lot more than just sticking a button on your website that says, hey, new car inventory, used car inventory, sell us your trade. Those aren't working that well. I'll tell you why. Because most consumers understand when they push that button and they start to engage us at dealerships, somebody in that store is going to try to sell us a car. And that's just not where their mindset is right now. So you've got to rethink. You've got to reassess. And as always, you've got to embrace change, embrace different. What does embrace different mean when it comes to your used car departments? It means moving away from auctions officially. And I'm sorry, auction houses. You've been important for years, but things change. Bed, bath, and beyond, gone. Right? I heard that uh, Whole Foods was shuttering stores. Walmart has shuttered eight stores. Starbucks has closed stores. Nordstrom's just announced that they were going to close their stores in San Francisco. 
a 75-year-old parts company in Oregon is shutting down all eight of their locations, can't compete. U.S. auto sales shut down dozens of locations overnight, announcing that they're, of course, going to reopen them. But I mean, things are getting weird, and weird equals different, and different demands change. So ask yourself, are you ready to make the change? Are you ready to move one step, one degree away from auctions? Because even if you can move away step by step by step, so that by at least the end of this year, you've eliminated your reliance on auctions, you've done something else. You've opened yourself up in all likelihood to the most profitable used car department you've ever experienced. Thanks for joining me. I hope that you've enjoyed this. If you have, and if you haven't, please take the time to review it. I I take all of them, good, bad, and ugly. Um, Please also subscribe, download, and share this with other folks that you think might enjoy this particular episode or others. You could find the rest of them at davidspizak.com, on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Thanks for joining me on The David Spizak Show. See you next time. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens. We'll be right back.